Are you ready, kids? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. I am your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof, 24, a bear. And on this very special episode, we've got a fox from across the pond. That's right, it's a British fox, also known as Isaac, who will be today's guest as we ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of man. Yes. Isaac. Hello. How are you? How are I'm you doing, doing today? Quite well, thank you. Yourself? I am doing great. It's good to hear. So, thank you for having me on the show, and I'm quite genuinely quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hopefully, it will live up to the hype. Never know. <laughs> I don't know if there is any hype actually, so it may not live up to anything. But hopefully, it'll be good. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, it, it's a it. quite a popular podcast, so, so it's quite an honor to be on here as well. So I'm pretty sure the hype for any of your podcasts will be pretty high. Regardless of who's on the show, very, very kind of you to call this very popular. Well, I've seen, I've seen, I've <laughs> seen I... the uh, how much uh, impressions it's got, and it's well, quite popular by the books. So <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm very happy that anyone likes to listen to this show. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get things started with a very basic question. You are an artist, and a quite good one, in my estimation. That's uh, your opinion, but my opinion differs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a surprisingly common theme, but I will I will turn it over to you and ask you how did how did you find yourself becoming an artist? Well, it all started ever since. Uh, well, apart from gaining sentience from being a kid, but uh, I I'm kidding. The uh, it was because my father himself he's a he's an artist, and ever since I was a kid, he used to be drawing everything on the walls, decorating, and it's sort of when I was like from a very young age thought I'd take inspiration and start like drawing from my dad. Obviously I started with hand prints on the wall and ended up getting yelled at for it. But the, <laughs> but it was basically when I was roughly about 10 years old, my dad turned around to me and said, you're a very good sketcher. And I just turned around and said, what's a sketcher? And he said, it's basically when you take an object and you sort of sketch it out on a paper and you're quite, Maybe you've got something that my um that from my dad's word saying that I've got by you know being able to sketch. But the question is, are you able to think an item out of your head? So I drew him just a giraffe. It was pretty terrible. I've still got the picture somewhere. And he said, "You're oh. well, uh, Isaac. You're an artist." And I just went, "An artist?" He just went, "Yeah." So ever since then, I've been drawing, taking stuff from my dad, and he's been supportive throughout the entire thing. Obviously, there's going to be some stuff that he ends up saying, oh, you shouldn't do that, try something out. And that's why I got the idea of asking him, how do you draw? How do you sketch? Are you able to think out of your mind? And he said, that's where it differs between you and I, because my... um." dad he can sketch and whatnot but he said he'd never able to free draw and ask him draw something for me so he did and to his surprise it came out quite well but anyway i digress so fast fast forward a few years later when i was in school and when we were able to select our like courses for when we're moving into the last few years of secondary school because in britain we're able to 
select a couple of our GTSEs. And I selected art because I've found that I enjoy it. My dad was in full support of saying, go on, go on, do, do art. You're quite good. See what you can do with it. So I started it. It's pretty good. But that's when I realized I'm not one for realism, as in draw realistic items like birds or humans or anything in buildings. The only problem is my art teacher never liked that. Yeah. Yeah, always because I ended up drawing all these like cartoons because I used to watch a lot of Disney, like uh, Fox and Hound, for example, or Robin Hood. So I started drawing characters from them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, being back then, I didn't know what a fairy was. But I kept drawing all these um, animals and all these cartoon characters during art class. And my teacher just turned around and said, don't draw cartoons because that isn't true art. And I just said but my dad <laughs> said that i'm an artist by drawing stuff i like and she turned around and she just said no this is an art class if you're going to be doing like this you shouldn't be here so obviously i just went yeah sure and started just going along but i started doodling like normal but then it just uh, sorry if i'm taking too long and whatnot there. No, no, this is all very fascinating and incredibly heartwarming. But it's just, so one day I sort of turned around and just said to my art teachers, and why don't you like all this to, uh, cartoon work that I'm doing? And she turned around and said, that's because cartoon work is a fad. It will die out soon. And how, how is she wrong? <laughs> More wrong than <laughs> that, because it's... Um, See, I'm 22 years old, so obviously when I was a kid, it was like the teacher I had was a fairly older woman, but she wasn't one for cartoons and stuff, so that's probably also another factor. But I think she slowly got around to liking it, but I don't know because I haven't spoken to her in a long time. But anyway, there was one time where she caught me doodling and she just grabbed my piece of paper and ripped it up in front of me saying, no, don't doodle cartoon work and do realism which is obviously not the most uh, helpful thing for someone who was quite beaten down bullied and whatnot in school that really didn't help because art was the only thing that kept me going so yeah no kidding so i sort of turned to the internet when i got my pc by then which was just what was it, it was a windows xp or vista lap no it was a windows laptop so the going onto the internet started searching around and that's where i discovered all these different online comics like house pets or two kinds for example and classic ones yeah classic ones good inspirations normally the introduction to furries in the furry fandom apart from discord uh, discord uh, disney uh, disney yeah <laughs> the, that's the one. yeah that's the one <laughs> got there in the end but uh, it was just when well, if they were to make cartoon, cartoons like that, how come my teacher turned around and said all this stuff? So I sort of dropped from art in the end to just my own little thing. I swapped it to business studies and just went on from there. But at the same time, continued doing my art, sort of mimicking all this styles and all this art from House Pets and Two Kinds. Hence why a lot of my earlier work, which I don't show on the internet because it's not my own work, it's me sketching other people's work. 
I keep that to myself as a reminder saying this is what I started as a little sketcher, just drawing stuff before going on to freehand drawing. And then that's when I just went, you know, I'll start my own little uh, comic. And obviously, it, it, sadly, it died down within a week because I'm not the most, um, well, I'm sort of a very per- a person that procrast- procrastinates a lot. So it never really got any traction. And I found DeviantArt. I just went, this is a good site. Let's see how it works. Found I could upload work. Got a little scanner. Started doing all the traditional, put it on the scanner, scan it up. And it sort of went on with that. And then I had a lot of people like go to me like in their notes and just say, why are you drawing all these furry characters? This deviant art is all like, obviously it's taken over by furries now, but mm-hmm. back while a, year, a couple of years ago, well, quite a few years ago, it was more human work, wasn't it? I, I seem to remember more or less that it was a lot of like uh, anime inspired stuff at the time. Yeah. Anime inspired stuff. So that also fits into well, well, I use DeviantArt because I used to make a lot of cartoon stuff. But then I just turned around and just went, well, what's a furry? <laughs> there you go. There that's, you go. That's, that's a loaded question. There is a loaded question. And they, obviously they gave the stereotype and whatnot. And I just went, so they do all that. Well, they can't all be that bad. So I was, boy, how was I wrong? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone there is a lovely person, but... The um, <laughs> the um, I just searched it up and just went these cartoon animals I've been drawing because of Disney. Um, I a furry. And I just went. I looked through all my work and I just went. Maybe I am. <laughs> Which is. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I think that's totally reasonable to sort yeah. of pull from drawing a bunch of anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, I'm sorry if it didn't answer the question fully, but and basically gave me my life story on how well in being introduced. To it. Yeah, it was actually. But hey, I, I think you answered the question. You answered the question perfectly, and uh, on top of that, you you went into my next question, which was more or less how you discovered the furry fandom, and all of it was packaged in an incredibly heartwarming story that I personally loved. No, thank you. The um, it's obviously um, I'm like more quiet towards the whole thing because not many people actually ask that sort of question i i think it's a i think it's a shame that more people aren't interested in like the the where of artists like where you came from what what's what situation brought about your art Mm. not not to say that people have to be interested oh no no but it's well that's what this podcast is more or less for isn't it just delving into the whole well most of the podcast anyway (laughs) Yeah, there there are some elements. There's there's goofs and whatnot, but I I think it's absolutely fascinating just how how all of this comes about because it's so it's such a such a unique and bizarre little subculture that you wouldn't you you can't really find anywhere else. No. And that's I think that's genuinely fascinating. It really is, and I can say I know this probably sounds very cliche and whatnot, but finding the fairy fandom actually has changed my life drastically excuse me, it, it really has. It sort of found a niche that I'm able to be happy to draw in. I, I don't think that's cliche at all, dude. I think that's I think that's something beautiful about this fandom. Mm, it really brings out the best in you. Also, sometimes brings out the worst, but that's... It's, it's, you're only human at the end of the day. You're going to have your best. You're going to have your worst. 
it's a bit like that meme oh, a year ago. If you can't stand me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, that that is that is an accurate description of furries, I would say. <laughs> uh, well, and humankind at its best, really. Literally, oh, yeah. it's just you are who you are. You be you. You are if if people don't like you at your worst, why should they like you at your best? If um, I know, I know it sounds very sort of wrong to say that, but it's it's sort of. Uh, where am I going with this? That's okay. I, I, I think I think I sort of see what you're getting at. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's. I, I think it's an important lesson. Yeah, I, I, I do apologize if I seem a little bit rambling and off topic or something like that. It's just still a bit excited being here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hardly excuse you that. I'm I'm very excited to to be doing this, and I also know uh, that I kept you I kept you waiting, so it's a little bit late over there. No, it's absolutely it's absolutely fine. Don't worry. Uh, though on on the topic of sort of the furry fandom warts and all, you uh, you mentioned that you had some some interesting interactions in this fandom as somebody who's been involved for it for as long as you have probably would. Uh, you mentioned that on discord earlier before we got started with all this. And I was just curious if there was one interesting interaction that you've had in the fandom that sort of drifts more into the, have you at your worst side uh, that you would be, you would be willing to share. And then we'll, and then we'll lighten the mood with uh, your favorite interaction. Favorite interaction. Well, I'd say what sees me up of worst is actually not too long ago, to be honest, because Surprisingly, I haven't actually had that many sort of. I've obviously had a couple of few sort of why is this happening moments, but to be honest, I'm really surprised I'm not as uh, being interacted as much with that because people do genuinely sometimes strike up a conversation. But I do have one here if I go through my Twitter DMs. Oh boy. Where is he? I'm not going to name names, so it's going to be fine. Oh yeah, definitely. No, yeah. no names here. We're not. We're not interested in shaming oh, anybody. No. It's just um, about the fun stories. I don't want to shame people that, anyway because why? Why? Why should yeah. we shame? Definitely. Uh, where is he? It's quite deep down in there. Uh, where is it? It's about a guy that basically. Uh, where is he? Let's hope he hasn't actually done anything with the chat. Uh, where is it? Give me one second. No, it's not that guy. That There's uh, one person there that I find quite amusing, but uh, where is he? Well, I can't remember. I don't need the entire thing. I could just give in a nutshell saying it was a guy who stole an avatar from another artist. Oh, who, then the guy proceeded to message me saying, hi there, you, uh, hi, uh, well, typical, hi QEDURP and whatnot. And I just said, I don't really, sadly. It's, <laughs> that's a whole different story. And he turned around and said, oh, why is that? Why don't you do this? And it was shortly after I broke up with um, my uh, boyfriend, which isn't the best moment in my life, unfortunately, but he's doing well, which I'm glad for, but the, um, still talk time to time. He's, he's a good guy. The, the guy that um, messaged me about it, he kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me, trying to explain saying, Oh, why don't you do this, this or this? And I said, it's unfortunately, it's a bit too private and it's kind of hurtful to me for me to bring it up. 
then, but it's just how he was pushing and pushing and pushing it. I just went, please just stop. And I was asking him, please stop, please stop. And he started getting hostile saying, Oh, you're, you're, you're a bad person. And it's just, no, that's not nice. I just, I told him that if you're going to be like that, please, please don't message me. And he turned around and said, well, if you go be like that, maybe you should stop. And, and it's just obviously him going like that. I had to question, what do you mean? He said, just stop everything. Stop your art. Stop your communication on the internet. Just stop. You're a horrible person. I just, I just, I just simply ask you to stop. And he turned around and he said, yeah, well, you are a terrible person. Your art is swear word the and i said well why did you message me in the first place he said that's because i thought you were a good person i was obviously wrong and i just went i'm sorry if i'm really sorry if your perception of how you viewed me is wrong for you and he just went don't use those fancy words around me slime ball and it's just <laughs> obvi obviously slime ball isn't the word he used but i'm trying to not swear <laughs> Because I, I I appreciate mm. the the use of slime ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I um I don't like swearing per se, so I, I like using slime ball when speaking with people out off the internet. It's something from work now, so it's it, that's a different. Sorry, I'm related to this, but it's um basically it's. I just went well. If you're gonna be like this, I don't want you in my DMs. Can you please cease communications? And he just went well. If you're gonna be like this, I'll give you a little he owns a little youtube channel and he said if you're going to be like this i'm going to give you an artist beware and i'm going to call you out on my youtube uh, video i just went well if you go do that and i can simply uh, it was basically an argument over why you shouldn't do this and why he's doing this next thing you know he ended up well how'd i put it he ended up being a rather nasty worded person oh. regarding the rounds it's just it wasn't fun really and he ended up blocking me shortly afterwards and then he unblocked me afterwards okay just to say let's try this again no i said i don't want to communicate with you and that's when the insult started again saying oh you're a horrible person you should and then he threw a couple of like suicide comments because if you're going to be that angry, you're going to be doing something that silly by talking about something that is a really sensitive topic. And I said, please, please do not do comments like that because it's not right. He said, he said, if you're going to be like this, I'm going to do stuff like that. And I said, well, why are you doing that? And it's, I know, I'm sorry if I'm rambling a lot. It's just, this conversation really, I should have blocked him the moment he started getting angry. It's just not, I'm still trying to find the comment, but I'm just trying to, I'm remembering off the top of the head. Cause that's the one of the most I remember the most. Cause it's, well, one of those comments that I just, uh, I go, that's one of those things I'm not going to remember. Ah, here it is. Just quickly going through it again. Yeah, he's, hang on, where was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, 
that's one I'm probably not going to say on here. But let's just say that he, he's, um, yeah, not nice. Now, people, people like that are always so bizarre to me, especially in, in this fandom. And I think, I don't know if it's necessarily a universal thing, but I've had, I have had, uh, interactions like that in the past. Before I became an artist, though, it was just small, like, interpersonal scale ones. There's, there's lots of people out there who are, you know, emotionally manipulative and try to take care of, you know, take advantage of your insecurities or push buttons in order to get you to do what you want. Mm. And that, that sort of stuff is really towards the, the, the dregs of humanity. And it's, it's a shame that it finds its way into a space like the furry fandom which I would like to think is a pretty nice place, but it's also understandable because it's a very, despite, despite the, the, the affinity for anthropomorphic animals, it's a very human place. It is a very human place and everyone has loads of different personalities. It's, you're going to find people that will clash quite often, sadly, but at the same time, you could have wonderful things happen when personalities sort of mix. Cause like you said, we're still human. Oh yeah, things are gonna happen. No matter. <laughs> uh, the one on the yeah on the on the topic of gooder things happening, uh, I was I was just gonna ask: is there is there any particular interaction that you've had, or you know, thing situation that you've wound up in that you would say is the best part of the of your experience within the fandom? Yes, I can, and I would love to hear about it. It's um this. Does it count if the guy wasn't out, uh, wasn't in the fandom at the time, but he was brought into, or because it's still, it's still roughly about the same "hi, how are you?" sort of person? Is that all right, or should I go for a different one? Uh, I don't know. If if this is the if this is the interaction that stands out, I say absolutely go with this. It's when I first met my ex boyfriend. I mean, I, I should specify if you're if you're comfortable talking about this. I, I'm comfortable with it now because. Yes, it hurt what happened, but he's still a great guy. We're still friends. It's just we left on a mutual, we left on mutual grounds, and we still talk to each other, which is we're still really good friends, which is the most ideal situation out of any relationship. If it ends, hopefully it ends on a on a mutual ground, so you can still communicate and whatnot. Because of all that, but anyway, I digress. Basically, what happened is I was playing a game called Robocraft at the time. I think I know that game, and. You know, where it's uh, how many years ago was it? Uh, about four, four coming on five years ago now. That's because uh, that's yeah, because uh, I used to be an administrator for Robocraft, an in-game admin, and after a while, I sort of stopped playing it as much. And I said in the forums, which sadly no longer exist. The, I said that I'm going to be stepping down from being an admin in the game. So if anyone would like to just poke me a message on just to see, just to talk to, here's my Skype. Yes, when everyone used Skype back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And let's you know, I had one person uh, pop up and he was different than all the others. He actually had structured his sentences. He had, he asked more than a hi, how are you? He actually asked, that he's interested in why I decided to step down. And we started having a little talk saying, yeah, this, this, and this, and this. So he just went, tell you what, if, if you want, do you mind if we talk to each other tomorrow? And I said, sure, why not? And 
the day after we start talking a bit more, but this time more general stuff. And it's all this started from a simple hi message as well. And it's just started bouldering and like it started building and building, snowballing to the point, excuse me, where I was playing Dying Light one day. And for whatever reason, I was de- they're deathly scared of the zombie babies in that game. The little ones that walk around and s- scream their heads off. And turns out that my partner, well, my ex, um, do you mind if I um, say his uh, username? Uh, or, I, I, don't, I don't think that'll be a problem if you two are you know, on amicable terms. Oh, we're, we're still on amicable terms. We're still uh, talking and whatnot. We're still good friends. But yeah, it's... Uh, trick but uh trick he turned around and said you know what i've got the game as well let me help you so he started helping out and i said uh, do you mind if we swap onto a voice so we're able to communicate and talk uh, to decide more stuff he just went yeah sure so we stuck voice on and we were talking around uh the whole game and next you know we beat the game together and Aww. then which was a surprise to me because it's normally like, oh yeah, thanks for doing this bit. Now I'll carry on my own. But we we stuck around to start playing a bit more, and then GTA Five came out, and I didn't have any money at the time. And Trick he decided to buy the game day one for the PC, and then he turned around and said, "You know what? I'll get you a copy." And he's never done that before to someone. And I think that's where it sort of, sort of clicked a little bit, saying maybe we like each other like more than as a friendship because we were basically doing all this stuff that we've never done before, and yet we felt incred- incredibly close to one another in a very good friendship way. And then uh, we were playing more, talking more, and we, I just turned around and said... Uh, I think I've fallen for him, as in, I know, I know it's very sort of, like, very rushed and whatnot, but it, at the same time, it felt right. And he turned around and said, you know, I think I do as well. So, Aww. all because of a simple resignation from being an admin at Robocraft, it sort of kick-started onto GTA, where I basically started asking him out. And he said yes, and that's it. Went on for another four years, and that four or five years, and it was perhaps the best four or five years of my life. And I, it was for him as well. And it's uh, it's a shame what happened in the end, but if if it happens, it happens. But you never know. It's we're still, like I said, from the very beginning and se- several times, we are still very good friends. And that's literally the best of both worlds, really. Yes, we've broken up, but we're still close friends. We still, we haven't gamed in a long time or spoken for in voice for about a good week or so, but we still type to each other. And we still do go into the occasional voice call, which is well still makes me glad that he doesn't resent me <laughs> <laughs> it, really. it sounds like a bittersweet ending to a very sweet story and i think it's 
Uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah, and ostensibly the world, uh, for that matter. Yeah, it's, I just don't want people to assume that since he, we're exes now that one of us is a bad guy because Trek isn't. He's not a bad guy. He's a really, really nice guy. Just obviously we weren't meant for each other, which, well, if it happens, it happens. But regardless, it is still, it was a wonderful journey. It was a wonderful journey. Yeah. And that's, I, that's honestly phenomenal. And I, and I do hope that people who are listening to this also find that their journey with their significant other or partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, really, you know, embrace, embrace it because well, I know, I know it sounds very cheesy here, but it's about the journey and not the destination because it is just experience life together. Enjoy every single moment. Absolutely. What's, what's better than that? Well, happily ever afters, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't go, you can't, you know, you can't have a happily ever after without embarking on some the journey. Mm, exactly. And there's no, no good story is without drama. This, I believe to be incredibly true. Mm. Uh, though, sort of swerving to a lighter, more technically focused note. Yep. Uh, Sorry for derailing it a little bit. <laughs> no, no need to derail. You just answered a question that I asked. Okay. Besides, <laughs> this episode's about you. You get to talk about what you want to talk about. And I've never actually had that happen before. So like I said, I do apologize if I go off on a ramble. <laughs> no, no. I would, I would much rather hear you talk about your life than me talk about mine. I find mine to be incredibly uninteresting. You say that, but... I think my life's pretty uninteresting, and I'll find I'll probably find that your life's a lot more interesting than mine. The most interesting thing that ever happened to me is I was hit by a roller coaster. Ooh, that that's a story we should probably talk about off air because I'm very interested <laughs> in how that happens. If you're right with it, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a lot less interesting than it sounds. But I will share very briefly as a as a brief sojourn before we before we get back into it. Is I used to work. It was actually the first job that I ever had. When I was 15, which is actually below the the minimum age for labor in the United States. I was a year younger than I should have been working at this job. But they let you work anyway. Yeah, already off to a good start. <laughs> uh, and it was at an amusement park, but not like a big fancy one. It was like more like a carnival that didn't move. Uh, so like a... Um, not like a theme park, but a just a permanent fair. Yeah, I think that's an incredibly apt... Uh, apt way to put it and there was it only had one roller coaster and i probably shouldn't name it because then people could so find it but it was not it was not particularly big it wasn't like one of those giant like loop-de-loop -loop ones it's like a small kitty one that basically goes over a couple of bumps but uh it was a little it was a little bit bigger than that it was like a couple couple stories high it was uh, it was the happy medium between the big fancy coasters and the little kitty ones so like the sort of like a kid to teenager sort of roller coaster Oh, yeah. It, it scared me a lot when I, because I used to go to this park as a kid. It scared me when I was a child. And as I sort of started to get into like 11 or 12, I rode it and it was great. And then by the time I was a full-fledged teenager, I was like, this is boring. <laughs> like uh, it, most things you do as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. but uh, I was working at this park, which had very, very lax security and regulations. Because all these theme park rides were basically discount rides that they bought from carnivals. 
So there's uh, you'd think that there'd be more maintenance checks and more security there for if they're discount rides. Yeah, but you know you got to save money where you can. And one place where they saved money was guardrails, i.e., they didn't have any. I can sense and... a Death Star sort of thing going on here. <laughs> oh, but just just one day while I was working, it was like a few hours into the day, and I was going to like get ready to let the people off the off the ride as it was coming to a close. But I slipped on to the tracks of the roller coaster and like fell flat on my side over them. Oof. Uh, and I managed to get one of my legs caught down in the like hot metal portion of the, of the thing. Ooh. Just in time for the car itself to come colliding with me just about right smack dab in the middle of my stomach and completely knocked the wind out of me. Oh, uh, you were all right then, though, right? I, I, I did, I did live, and were had I had I fallen a little bit closer, I probably would have broken a few ribs, but it just managed to hit me in my squishiest part. Squishiest part, but there wasn't any permanent damage there, right? Uh not really. I don't, I don't even think I have a scar. I had a bruise for a while, but uh, the the best part of the story was I was working with someone. And she freaked out, as as I don't blame her. It Entirely human nature to freak at an accident that happens like that. It's, it's I'm sorry to hear that it did happen, but I'm glad that you're right though. Yeah, she she wound up calling on the radio. We had like these signals so that you could say like there's been an accident over the radio, but so that guests at the park wouldn't hear what the accident was. Just so they wouldn't freak out, and also so they wouldn't like go and look around for the accident and potentially clog up like medical stuff, mm. like hospitals uh, but, with their green alerts, red alerts, and all of that. Yeah, uh, she. In, in the end, it was the the lowest possible like like level. It was basically broken up into like this is an open wound that could use a bandage, or somebody got a bruise. That's what it wound up being. And then level two was there's a potential broken bone here and somebody needs assistance. And then there's level three, which is there's a fresh corpse on the premise. We need emergency medical attention right now. Oh, so I take it yours was a level two. She, she called in a level three. Oh, well, then again, you did fall on a roller coaster track and it <laughs> was, but it's understandable. A level three, it, you could if anything did happen you never know what might have happened in there so it's probably a good thing she called a level three instead of a level one or two because that would have more a level one wouldn't have as many uh priority Mm -hmm. a level three would take priority yeah i I do not falter for what she for how she how she responded Mm. but by the time that like I had been, I, all, all she really needed to do was push the, push the coaster back so I could pull myself out. And she did, she did eventually do that after like a minute or so of me trying to find the, trying to find the oxygen. Uh, but after, after that, I pulled myself out and I was like, uh, I had a pretty, pretty sizable bruise on me, but no, no broken bones. I think I had a little burn on my leg. I, I really was genuinely very lucky in this. You you Uh, sounded like, you sounded like you were very lucky. Yeah. Uh, but by the time that I, I was I was all free, I turned around and I saw this giant like golf cart full of medical supplies coming up over the horizon and it had 
my boss at the park, as well as two people in like red first aid uniforms and a guy in a suit who I found out later was a lawyer. Understandable, because if there's a fatality at the park, a lawyer would be there to basically reduce as many incident uh, costs as possible. But um, what what happened at the end was, um, were you... What, what did your boss do at the end of it? Well, I was for for my trouble. I was given a fifteen minute unpaid break. They specifically said, "Go walk it off," and while you're walking it off, go walk back to the employee offices and clock out. So, very very cool policy there. Uh, and by the the next year, I was not rehired at this place because they knew me as the guy who got hit by the roller coaster. And I will admit that's a liability. It is a liability, and they could count it down as accident prone, even though it completely was by accident and <laughs> literally, it was more. What did you slip on, by the way? Was it just a simple puddle, or was it a? It, it was just it was just like some slick metal. I don't even. It it may have been wet because there was lots of like. Uh, things that used steam to sort of pressurize stuff, so it could have been like something dripping from that. But from I, conversation, yeah, yeah a, um, a guard should have been there though. Which yeah, they they did add them afterwards. So credit credit to them, they recognized that this was a fault. Yeah, you should put but, it on. Uh, uh, you should put it on Reddit, such as um, r slash uh, what was it where they um, say uh, new stuff because of what happened but anyway oh i didn't even know that was one i should I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to hear people's reactions yeah it's uh but, but yeah i'm i'm glad you're all right though and i'm sorry that it's only time from the interviewee to the interviewer <laughs> no no i i i did i did mention the story and i i cannot fault anyone for wanting to ask about it and the only the only long-term ramification is i did work at a different department of this amusement park for a few other summers as like a summer job and every year somebody new would find out that i was the guy who got hit by the roller coaster which, which was a fun reputation to have Hey, at least uh, he'd say, you know, I'm the sole reason there's guardrails on that place now. Yeah, you should be thanking me for getting hit by that roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, double-edged sword in that case, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they wound up uh, relatively recently tearing the amusement park side down, but keeping like a big pool. So it's more like just a small water park now. And I, I tried very much to buy a piece of the roller coaster to keep as a trophy for how I, I lived the uh the specifically the part that um that you tri- fell on yeah i would i would have loved that but they said no, no they're no. just gonna sell it and i thought that was fair yeah fair enough uh but redirecting things back around to you after a brief sojourn into the world of cheap amusement parks <laughs> uh, it was a good story it was a good story though and thank you for sharing it uh no problem i hope i haven't talked about that before on an episode i don't think i have i've got a couple in the backlog but regardless uh I wanted to get your opinion of uh, the art that you've done, particularly what your favorite piece that you've ever done is. Uh, the most favorite piece I've ever done, well, I sort of chop and change a lot. I mean, for a while, my most favorite piece was, uh, let me just find it quickly, was several years ago, which was two years ago. And the reason being is because I sort of changed a way I did the lighting, changed the shading, changed basically how I drew. And it came out surprisingly well 
for someone who's recently only just gotten into art. And I just went for the longest of time saying, yeah, it's my most favorite piece because it literally just came out. Well, I'll, I'll quickly, um, I know people can't see this here, but I'll send it to you on the discord now, but that's the uh, piece. Oh, that's adorable. And for thank you <laughs> for the longest of time. That used to be my most favorite piece. And then recently it's changed to, I know, I know it's a, um, probably a bit long time, but it's then onto this one, which is called uh, sticking a round. The reason being is because it's a more developed that speak English, the more developed <laughs> form of the shading of all the lighting and general more, I know it's like different, it's the same sort of pose in a way, but at the same time, it's a bit more refined and he looks a bit more squishy, but still bigger. And it's to this day, it's still my most favorite piece to have drawn yeah. of Isaac, but for other people, if, if you don't mind me saying for other people, would still have to be a while ago, had to be of, again, Trek, of him on top of a balloon, which is called Balloon Rider. And it's uh, this one here. And that's my most favourite piece of drawing for another person. If I get to load, I'll give you the uh, link itself. Here we are. Oh, the uh, Discord's not burning it through, but it's a... Um, ah, there we go. It's gone through. There That's it is. Mama's favorite piece for drawing for another person because of how the shade... Once again, the shade and the lighting and the general squish and how I did a different pose and the typical standing up pose. But that's the thing with art. You're constantly like, evolving and adapting. And still my favorite piece it's it's really incredible to see these to see these two particularly the the pat one and then the the sticking a, a round one seeing those side by side just to see how much you grew because it's not it's not just about like the posing and the squish but also you you develop this incredible like grasp of how lighting reflects off different material it's it's genuinely incredible and uh, if I remember to, I might put like links to these two. If you still have the Pat one up on a gallery, uh, I or, do have the Pat one. Indeed, I'll send you the link afterwards if uh, need be. And I hopefully I'll remember to do this. But uh, if I, not, go ahead, go ahead and check out a British Fox on FA and look for these two pieces and look at them side by side. And this is golly, how how what's what's the difference in the time here? Uh, yeah, that's a year, two years. Yeah. That's that is genuinely impressive. So I I talk about this a lot, but they're really it, it can feel like an incredibly daunting task to try and become an artist from from scratch. But wow, Izawi, with enough perseverance and practice and studying, you can really go from something good to something great. This is incredible, dude. Oh, thank you. It's um it's down to the fact that I also had a bit of help from other artists willing to give advice because you find that. Uh, if, uh, if you do poke an artist, instead of poking with hi, how are you, or do you role play, um, if you are interested in, like, on how art works, literally just, just ask, say, how are you able to do the lighting like so, or how are you able to have a pose in such and such place? 
I'm pretty sure people have asked you this question as well, but it's firstly, love to help you out. Secondly, thank you so very much for asking on how to do that because I've had uh, one person ask that and it, it really is the most just ticklish, warmish feeling one could get. And it's, yeah, but it's, it also shows that anyone, literally anyone can be an artist. And yeah, people who say, oh, I wish I could draw as good as you. Don't, 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 literally don't. It's, it's, it'll keep practicing, keep drawing and you'll, you'll be better. You will be, as an artist, our job is to basically create art to inspire other people to be better than them. And oh yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And see them grow because it's just, and the words that really make me basically melt into a pile of blushy melted fox is just saying, Hey, 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 I've, um, I've been really inspired by your work and here's my work and I'll, continuously draw that way because they've taken inspiration and it's like you've taken inspiration from me oh goodness i'm i'm please excuse me from squeeing so very loudly but oh my goodness thank you it's just it's just really grateful and it's and to then see them evolve over time to because there's one person who um I'm going to name here because they are a wonderful person. They are a great, great friend of mine. Please do. Yeah, it's uh, Modern Balloony. And his art has improved magnificently. And it's, and it's just the day he turned around and said that I'm an inspiration for him, Lone uh, or Ricochet Wolf and Jack Fox are an inspiration to him as well. It's just being part of that those two people it's the like a trio is like oh my goodness thank you but to see him grow from how he was to how he is now is just it's like planting a seed sure it may be a small little seed but he after after a long time of perseverance and continuously watching them grow and whatnot you never know that small little seed could make a grand red oak if such a tree exists i'd probably throwing it to an oak and a redwood, but they could become a redwood tree, the biggest redwood tree in the forest. And yeah. that seed could be because they turned around and said, you've inspired me to draw. Absolutely. So if, if anyone out there is listening and you, you are inspired by, by Isaac's art or by my art or anyone's art, 100%, like, and if, if you are inspired and you're not drawing, you know, I recommend that you pick up a pen and you, you get started today. I, I will say, you probably won't like what you make at first, but give it a couple weeks and you'll see yourself get better and give it a couple months and you'll see yourself get proud of your progress. You will give it a few years proud. and you you would be you would be amazed at how far you can go. And the you, time just flies. <laughs> quite fast, actually. Yeah. And here's a little um, thing. Uh, all the time when you're drawing, you feel like you're not like doing the best of your abilities, but that normally indicates that you are getting better. You expect more from yourself and in the end you will do more for yourself. And it's I know that probably came out wrong, but what I'm trying to say is just persevere, keep going at it. 
you'll find that you are getting better each time. Oh yeah. Especially in the early phases of drawing. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like working out a muscle. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you get stronger with every line you draw, even if just a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, each time that you pick up a pen and draw, you're getting better. You are getting right. better. Just keep drawing. <laughs> we we promise. We promise you're getting better. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure by um pretty sure that in the future you're gonna be better than us. Literally Hookaloof, you're a brilliant artist. Keep going. Oh my god. No, you are a brilliant <laughs> artist. I love the art that you draw. Like I said, oh. I'm I'm nervous being on this podcast because I'm speaking to you. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely being honest. Speaking to you, it's like goodness. I'm speaking to an artist that I really look up to, and it's ah. Oh, that is that is very flattering and a little bit shocking almost because I I don't know. I, I I'm very happy with what I draw now. I didn't I didn't always used to be. Lord Lord knows, especially just beginning. Mm. I I the first year that I was drawing, I didn't nearly take it seriously, and that was half life. Uh, life, you know, situation, being in college, being super busy. I, I moved to San Francisco for a few months and it was hard to draw. But like once once I sat down and I decided that this is what I wanted to do, you would be you would. I promise you'll be incredibly amazed at the progress that you can make mm. just just by doing it. And ever since then, art has been my favorite thing to do. I, I can't believe the things that I'm able to make now. And the fact that anyone at all likes them is an incredibly gratifying experience it is a, it's a it's a very it, the reward really pays off and it's and i can just say even though sometimes you will feel like you an art block will happen but you have to remember they are only temporary they are literally only temporary because i'm pretty sure you've experienced a couple of art blocks haven't you hook oh you? yeah yeah they're, they're not nice but once they pass, you feel like you're walking on air. Oh my god, the the sort of breakthrough that you get after after oh, yeah. having an experience like that, and it usually comes with at least some sort of artistic development. You either either wait it out and then your your passions reignited, or you find something else to work on that sort of gets the juices flowing again. Mm. It's a bit like a um, now. What's I'm probably going to make a big old Skyrim reference here, but let's just say that when you're close to leveling up your uh, skill it will find that the it will go a bit slower but once you do it it'll speed up again oh yeah hmm. nothing like good old skyrim good old skyrim game. taking an arrow to the knee <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i wish i wish i had decided to to take that as my podcast slogan <laughs> oh yeah great i want to but, play the game now <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's a very fun game. Oh yes, it's a masterpiece. Uh but that is that is all of the questions that I I sort of had for you, and I I had a wonderful time getting to get to answer these. It was a very very heartfelt and genuine episode, full oh. of positive vibes and good feelings. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure being on the podcast with you as well. I yeah. and I do hope that uh, we get to do something like this again in the future sometime. I'd be. More, I would absolutely love to. Maybe when we're both better artists. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, that, can, that can happen immediately. Yeah. Well, am I, well, if we go by that assumption, I'll see you in about five minutes. I got to start drawing then. I got to make sure that I'm better. <laughs> uh, no, you're already you're already improving even by just speaking there. You you literally just. <laughs> uh, do you there? I'm I'm probably not going to leave this in because it's incredibly dated. But uh, there was there was an old, very old meme that I saw that was like. 
uh, a headline of a newspaper that got taken out of context and it was uh the headline was man with ebola says i'm getting stronger every day obviously talking about you know recovering yeah, but the way that it sounded made it sound like ebola was making him stronger <laughs> so everyone wanted to uh yeah, it's, uh, I can see headlines do that just to try and get clicks, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, clickbait. Yeah. God, I love the clickbait. God, I love the clickbait. Thankfully, our art isn't clickbait. It is genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I should start doing clickbait art. I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> you basically say, oh, here's a thumbnail to a piece that looks just, and it looks just like something totally different to the actual genuine art that you've posted. <laughs> oh, I should, I should do something like that, especially on Twitter is find a picture that crops in such a way when you upload it, that it looks completely different from what it is. Oh, that reminds me of uh, something that Breezilla, uh, Boyzilla did a couple of years ago for April Fool's where he um, basically did a teaser for an NSFW piece, but the way he did it made fun of the way images load and ended up doing massive April Fool's at the bottom of it. Oh boy! Well, it didn't. It, it didn't. Lo- it didn't load. Quotation marks fully. <laughs> uh, you gotta love stuff like that. Oh yeah, I love Those a good so joke. <laughs> uh, but before before we wrap things up, did you have any sort of shout outs that you wanted to do to anybody or plug plug your plug your art pages so that people can follow you and see your good stuff? Uh, yeah, if you, um, I'd like to give a massive shout out to basically everyone that I know, especially you, Hukalu, for bringing me on here. But I'd like to give a shout out to Modern Balloony for being such a good friend and basically making me be a melted pile on the floor by basically helping you become who you are now and i don't ever give up mate you're doing fantastic i'd like to give a shout out to uh, trick as well for basically giving perhaps one of the most best few years of my life and i hope to speak to you again sometime as well and i hope you're doing well i'd like to give a shout out to everyone that has inspired me to do art as well so that would be uh, Aaron, uh, Jack Fox, um, Ricochet Wolf, Scott C, uh, who else? Uh, Fan Shuhai, Buizilla. Basically, all the artists in the world, basically, because they're just a huge inspiration. Just all the different styles and all the shading. You're a massive help. Thank you very much. And uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter or watch me on for Affinity when it isn't being DDoSed, uh, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I hope that guy gets what's coming to him. But uh, anyway, I digress. The if you like, follow me on Twitter. It is www.twitter.com uh, forward slash British Fox. Thinks so. that it works. Yep. Twitter.com forward slash British Fox. And if you want to see me on for Affinity, it's same name at British Fox. And if you ever want to pop me a note, feel free, and I'll let you get back to you as soon as possible when I'm not working or when I'm not asleep. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, if for some reason you have found my podcast without knowing who I am, which is always possible, uh, you can find me on Fur Affinity as the username the underscore Hookaloof, because just Hookaloof was taken. That's not me. Uh, yeah, and no if you want to find me on this, <laughs> except no substitutes. <laughs> which I, I guess I guess if he got the original name that makes me the substitute so I, I'm Hookaloof the unacceptable oh speak the way <laughs> I'd like That's to give a, speak it of similar names and whatnot I'd give a massive shout out to British Foxy being one of my best friends in the entire world 
Oh my gosh, you, you your best friend almost has your exact same username? Yep, he's called British Foxy and he's a brilliant guy. He's actually the <laughs> one that, well, the first uh, people I saw in the very fandom as well. From an oh, old I, 2012 to animation, but that's been gone since uh, YouTube because something happened. But, that's, but yeah, he's one of the first few people from the very fandom and big old shout out to him. Keep going, keep doing good, mate. I miss you. I want to talk to you again, mate. <laughs> that is that is phenomenal. All right, uh, but that's that's all I have. Uh, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do, 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 do. And I hope you have a great day. Have a great day, guys.